Well, hello everybody. It's Wednesday, 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 and it's one o'clock. And that means that this is Chatting with Chap, and I'm your host, Ginger Wade. So I'm glad you're here today, and I wanted to say thank you to all the folks who attended up at Spruce Lake. We had a bunch of people there. They were happy to be there. Um, they uh, were really grateful for the sessions that happened. We It was a little topsy-turvy if you weren't there. There's a whole big story to go with it that uh, was amazing. But I can say this. God was working. God showed up big. He showed up big in providing us speakers. He showed up big in having the words spoken that needed to be spoken um, to the folks who were there. And it was a blessing to everyone, those of us who organized and those of us those who attended the vendors too. It was a good, good weekend. So good to be together in person again. So we were thankful for that. And I wanted to remind you that there's another one coming. So if you missed Spruce Lake, it was a little chilly and rainy. This weekend, I think it looks like it's going to be like mid-60s, coming close to 70. It's going to be looking good out there. So woodcrest.chaponline.com is where you can check it out. You can still come. And there's still slots open at the children's program. That's mega exciting. But it's on first come, first serve basis. So you would not register your children for the children's program through us at this point. It would be a show up at Woodcrest and take your kids to the children's program area. And if there's still slots open, then you're good to go. So, oh, and the other thing I wanted to remind you of last week, I told you about the crazy crazy traffic change that they're going to be doing there. They're going to be closing the 322 exit off of 222 uh, just that weekend. So we're going to have to get off at 772, which is as the exit before that one. Uh, so if you're planning on going 222, just be aware of that. And it is a nine mile detour. So give yourself extra time, especially if you don't have kids registered for the children's program and you want to get them in there. Give yourself extra travel time. Okay, so there are spots, first come, first serve for the children. Anybody can come for the conference. Um, if you're not bringing children, registration at the door is open. You just show up, show up and be there, be blessed. It was a great time this past weekend, and I we would love to bless all of you, so many more of you, so we welcome you to come to that. Okay, so today we're going to talk transcripts and credits. So for those of you, it's um, May, it's mid-May. So there's probably some homeschoolers out there who are either graduating students and need to create a transcript or who have somewhere between freshmen and seniors and their students want to dual enroll and they need to show a transcript for something. And you're kind of like, oh my goodness. Now, I know that there's a lot of evaluators that provide this as a service to their folks. Oh, you're welcome, Pam. Yeah, check out that detour. <laughs> Yikes. So, um, yeah, so there's some evaluators that do do transcripts for you. I believe HSLDA has one, and we have one. So I'm going to show the link to that. We have a little transcript generator out there on homeschoolpennsylvania.org. It is super handy. We're going to talk about a few things about transcripts and credits, but first I wanted to explain something about credits. Uh, credits are like the value given to a class that your student takes. 
Now, I want you all to be aware of something. The word credit is not in the Pennsylvania Homeschool Law. The word credit is not in the text of the Pennsylvania Homeschool Law. I just searched it 10 minutes ago. It's not in there. What it says, for a minimum graduation requirement in Pennsylvania, this is what you need, and this is what it says in the law verbatim. Four years of English, four years of math, four years of science. I'm saying this wrong. Four years of English, three years of math, three years of science, three years of social studies, two years of arts and humanities. Now you may say, what's a year? I don't know, mom. What's a year? What do you say, dad? What do you think a year is? You get to say what a year is. You are the supervisor. Is the word credit in there? No. Um, it does not say specifically in our law what that is. Now, evaluators usually have a thought or an opinion on this, but honestly, according to what the law says, parents decide the credit value of the course. Now, quick and dirty, my evaluator likes to say, if you've done 120 hours of work on the class, it's one credit for the year. If you've done 60 hours of work in the class for the year, you get a half a credit. That's her, her quick and dirty. But that's not in the law. I just want you to be sure that you understand that. That is not written in the law. It's kind of like this basic understanding. So what does your evaluator say it is? What do you think it should be? It could be the book. Okay, so we have Matthew C. Algebra 2. Well, you earn a credit when you finish the book. Some people say, well, you only have to get through two-thirds of the book in order for it to count. Well, I guess if that's the standard you want to go by, Mom, and you call that a credit, then that's what a credit is. So you as a supervisor, you have a lot of choice and a lot of power in what is going on with your kids. Now, you can make it really easy for your kids. It's not going to help your kids in the end, especially if they want to get into college. No. <laughs> so, um, but what constitutes a year of math or a year of arts and humanities is really... You know, so like for me, I, my kids do drama. I direct dramas. They're always in my drama. I give them a half credit. It's half the year. I give them a half credit. I don't know if it's 60 hours. Honestly, it's probably way more than that. Uh, my boys lead youth band at church. I give them a half a credit for that every single year. They lead worship. Is it 120 hours? 100? Is it 60 hours for half credit? I'm sure it's way more than that. Um, typically for stuff like that, you give a half credit. So um, we're thinking you know, the English course, the math course, the science course, those are generally full credit courses. But as a supervisor, you decide. And the only reason you need to say the word credit is for the transcript. It's not in the law. You don't have to prove a certain number of credits to anyone. It's not in the law. Okay? You use credits when you create a transcript. What's a transcript for? Well, a transcript is really, honestly, it's just a listing of the classes that you took, ninth grade through twelfth grade years, where um, 
you list what they took, you list uh, how many credits it was worth, and you list the grade. And then you create a GPA based on that. So I'm going to talk about transcripts a little bit. It's from my high school um, transcript clinic that I went to with HSLDA like oodles of years ago. And so this information is probably even still out there on their website. So, but you just, they encourage keeping records. You keep, you know, your evaluation letters, your affidavits, um, your objectives, any test scores that your child has. Keep those things on file, even after your child graduates for a few years. Um, so for long books and stuff like that, you're keeping um, book titles that you used in uh, the, you note the days, how many days that you worked. It's also good... Then this is getting better because colleges value homeschoolers at this point. They're getting it. But beforehand, they would question the quality of the course that a homeschooler would take. So it was really, really wise to keep a scope and sequence and a description of the courses that you took. So like in the front of the Matthew C. book, there's the list of the chapters and the topics covered. I would just copy type that in or copy and paste it off their website, and that was my description for that math course. So if someone said, well, what did they do in this class? I could show them, this is the list of topics that were covered, this was the grade that they got in that, so you can see. Uh, or they take a co-op class, that's a history class, and in our co-op, we require our teachers to have a syllabus and a little description of what the class is. Uh, I just got the grade back for my son's logic class, and she had his grade and also a little bitty description of what the class was in the grade sheet that she gave me at the end. I plunk, I'm going to keep that on file in case, for some reason, someone would contact me in years and say, well, what is this, what is this class? What was covered in this class? And I can say, well, these are the books, and this is what was covered. So just for ninth through 12th grade, it's not a bad idea to keep documents of descriptions of all the courses your children took. Um, I definitely do that with the core one credit courses. I actually don't do it for drama, but since I'm the drama teacher, I could write up a description whenever I wanted to. So most people probably wouldn't ask about that. I'm going to pop up my transcript generator again if you all are looking for help with transcripts. So that's just some stuff to keep on track for yourself. Uh, you also want to keep track of any extracurriculars you did, your child did, any work, volunteer work, anything like that. That type of stuff, if they had like some an apprenticeship or anything like that where they, where they worked with someone. Because if they're going to college, that's like character building, skill building stuff. And we forget, you know, we forget all the things that, that our kids have done and what we've done. So write it all down. And then you have this great list that, that you could show if they go to interview at a college or at a job. You can say, well, I've done this and this and this and this. And they can say, wow, you're a busy, active person, and this is great. So it's good to list those things, too. And you can just keep that on your computer, a running, a running list. You can break it up by grade level or year level or however you would want to do that. So transcripts, grades, test scores, that's the stuff you're going to want to keep. For a long, long time in your file folder, okay? After your child graduates, even for a few years, I still have Joel's around. Uh, so a transcript pretty much summarizes 
all the classes your child took from ninth grade through twelfth grade, and it also summarizes the grades. So it gives the GPA and GPAs. It's a it's a generic tool that people can use to kind of gauge um, the the education. I don't know how accurate it is, but you know. So, but we, we need to have them. Colleges like to have them. Colleges want to see them. Actually, the transcript really is more valuable than the diploma. There, there's some people that ask to see the diploma, but most people want to see the transcript because they want to see what you've done and the quality of work that you've done or your child has done. I keep saying you when I mean that, you know, I mean the student. So, um, oh, I had the reasons here on my HSLDA thing. Colleges, scholarships military, employers, vocational schools, apprenticeships. People like to see transcripts, so you want to keep one. So, uh, like I said earlier, there might be an evaluator. Your evaluator might do it for you. HSLDA has a free one. I keep posting ours up here. I'm going to post it again. This is our free transcript generator, and our transcript generator has instructions. It's very easy to use. You just read the instructions on there. It populates it for you. You don't even have to do any calculations. Isn't that nice? <laughs> I love it. Uh, so it's a very handy tool. I'll keep popping it up there on the screen. So homeschoolpennsylvania.org. If you look up sample transcript, it says sample, but it's actually a tool for you to plug in your stuff for your kids. Um, so, yeah, you can use that. It's out there. Okay, so on a transcript, you have personal information at the top, you know, where you live, um, what high school you went to, what your contact information is, all those sorts of things. And then at the, the bottom part, so there's, there's different ways you can do a transcript. I'm going to show you some samples here. I don't know if you'll be able to see them, but where it's by grade. Some, I'll show you a different, broken up like this. This one is broken by type. So you can see that it's all the English classes they took listed, and then all the math classes they took listed, and then all the science classes they took listed, and the grades that they got, and then there's the credits there. Okay, so you can do it different ways. Now the one that Chap has, I'll pop it back up here again, um, is very similar to, I'm sorry, we keep, I keep, Alicia says I keep fading out. Hopefully you can still see me. Chaps looks a lot like this. So it is by year, by grade. And you have your the credit value and the letter grade value on there. Okay. So if, if you're using Chaps tool, which is super handy, um, if you're using Chaps tool, you just type in the name of the class and the letter grade. And then CHAPS tool will automatically um, populate or automatically put this stuff into the actual transcript page. So you don't have to calculate the GPA, which is really nice. Uh, if you do have to calculate the GPA, I can explain that to you. It's, it's a little bit like blah, but it's really not that hard. So, okay, so if you need to calculate uh, your GPA... This is what you do. Can everybody still hear me? I didn't see anything else. I know someone's saying having connectivity issues. That's sad. Um, let me get out of my car and go a little closer to the Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay, 
So I'll try and do this standing. This will be a little tricky. So if you're if you're computing a GPA, say you had an, an A in your English class and it was one credit. So an A is a four and it was one credit, so four times one is four. Say in algebra you got a B and it was a one credit course. So that would be three, because three, number three is for B, because um, four is an A, three is a B, two is a C, and one is a D. So three times one is three, so that's your, that's your number. So you calculate all your numbers like that down how many credits. So it's the letter grade value times the credit value. So if it's a half credit, you take it times 0.5. If it's a one credit, you take it times one. And then you add up all the values for all of your classes. I'll show it right here. Can you see what I'm talking about? You add it all up. It's probably backwards for you, I'm sorry. And then you take that number, you add up, and you divide it by um, the total number of credits that you had. So I know that's a little confusing, but like here's a little <laughs> here's a little explanation if you can read it. So again, that's a it's a HSLDA. You can probably find this stuff on their website to calculate it. But I can tell you that you can also just go to um, our little website right here, homeschoolpennsylvania.org, and grab our transcript generator, and it will generate it for you. It's actually really not that hard. Um, and then you would do a cumulative GPA, uh, and it, it's your total credit. So I'll show that little square yet. So you have your, you add your GPAs up, and you add up all your cumulative possible credits, and you do some divide, dividing, and, and, it, and it comes out. So I don't know if you can see that. It's really, really horrible. I apologize. Um, so uh, again, another thing you could do if I my talking about how to how to figure this out is completely making your head explode. You can ask your evaluator for help. You can use our little document here that I keep popping up on the screen. It'll do it for you. You can also, if you have any friends that work in colleges, my, my husband works at a college, so he does all this. This they, He sees this stuff all the time. So um, anyone who works in a, in, at the college in admissions or anything like that can help you calculate GPAs and stuff if you need, if you need assistance. But um, like I said, our little document here, our sample transcript that's out on homeschoolpennsylvania.org will do it for you. Uh, and and if you do want to see how to do it, check out HSLDA. They they definitely have they have a transcript generator for you too, and they can show you how to do it if you'd rather do it yourself. You can have your evaluator do it. It's totally up to you. So hopefully that was helpful. I'm sorry I didn't really explain how to calculate the GPAs very well. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that you all understand that the word credit is not in our law. The reason we need to know the word credit is for creating a transcript. And the reason you need a transcript is if you want to get financial aid or go to a college or the military. I mean, people are looking for transcripts. They don't really care about the diploma. They may ask for it. But what they really want to see is the transcript. So it's really important to keep a list of all the classes, all the grades, descriptions of every class, okay? So if you have the, the letter grades, the descriptions, the name of the class, you can find someone to help you generate 
a the values in your transcript if it's if it's challenging for you. Um, but that's important information to store for your child starting in the ninth grade year. One more thing I wanted to say really, really quick was about um, kids who take, like, say, Algebra 1 in eighth grade. You can list it on the transcript. You can list eighth grade classes, Algebra 1, so that you can show that your student took the class. But you do not include the value, the GPA value of that class in their cumulative GPA for their senior high years. So you can list it on the transcript so that you can prove or show that your child had that class and you can show what grade it was, but you would not include that in your cumulative GPA calculation. So does that make sense? So if you just wanted to show that, yes, my child did have Algebra 1, it happened to be when they were in junior high, that's fine. But you don't include the um, value of it in the GPA calculation. So hopefully that makes sense. Uh, And hopefully I made a few things clear about credits and being in the law, and it's kind of like you decide what a credit is unless you have an evaluator or a diploma program that says this is what a credit is. Um... So, again, there's that flexibility in the law and you making a choice. Like, if you don't agree with 120 hours for a credit, but that's what your evaluator wants, well, then you need to find a different evaluator, okay? So, um, all different kinds of evaluators, just got to talk to them and see what it is, what they they feel is um, appropriate, and if that goes with your schooling philosophy, okay? So, hopefully this was helpful to you all. Again, post your comments, post your questions. Uh, you can check, you can go out and see if HSLDA has information out there. Like I, this was a seminar I sat in years ago, a long time ago. So they probably have it out there somewhere. Um, I'm happy to answer questions. Or if you're listening to this on our podcast, you can message in chaponline.com um, under contact on our contact form. I would love to answer your questions. So let me know. Uh, if you, if I missed anything or if I made it worse <laughs> by trying to explain things, uh, let me know. And again, I hope to see you guys out at Woodcrest this weekend. looks like it's going to be really nice out, much better than the rain we had last weekend. But we would love to see you. It's so good to be together. I'm telling you, that togetherness is so, so good for us. So come, be encouraged, be equipped, get connected. And I will see you hopefully this weekend. And if not this weekend, I'll see you next Wednesday. All right. Take care, everybody.